Have you guys heard of the newest trend of eating watermelon with pre-workout mix? It's definitely interesting AF, but it's is it healthy? Um, I, and also, would you try it? BSA, don't use hardcore workout mixes like the Jolly Rancher one that I originally tried. Um, I went to, I so yeah, I had a bad uh, reaction to the to the extreme workout mix, and it was like a one that was partnered up with Jolly Ranchers. And I got tangles and whatever. And I'm just going to let you know, you must eat before trying uh, one of these uh, hardcore uh, protein powder mixes because they're they're basically engineered with a bunch of amino acids and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and some of them aren't really man-made. So like, they're not really like stuff you see in a grocery store. They basically increase the size of the minerals and the amino acids they put into those protein uh, drink mixes, which is why they're kind of dangerous. So please make sure you eat before that because it will make the biggest difference. So today is a very serious kind of day, mostly because it's about being canceled. Have you... (laughs) I didn't realize that cancel culture would be, um, it basically turned into a nightmare because cancel culture was originally supposed to be for, for like, you know, like people like R. Kelly and Chris Brown, it was meant for people like Jeffree Star to get canceled, uh, Chris Brown and, and like R. Kelly's of Hollywood. It wasn't meant for the average singer to get canceled just because she queer baited or, if if she cheated on somebody's boyfriend, that's not a reason to get canceled. I mean, you can unfollow people. That's a different thing. You can unfollow people. You can un you could block them. But you, to cancel somebody like Taylor Swift and and Kim Kardashian, uh, that was over the pettiest thing. I think even Katy Perry and I think Taylor Swift at that time, like a long time ago, there was that big celebrity feud and it's just insane that everybody just turned on taylor swift for no reason um obviously she wasn't she's she's obviously not innocent but she obviously they had to work stuff out and it was kind of in poor taste that because of that big incident on twitter that um she was pretty much like almost canceled for real and luckily taylor swift actually did have her album that came out like um look what you made me do uh taylor's not taylor swift isn't on the phone anymore because she's dead and i just feel like cancer culture is very toxic when there was no accountability there will also be no responsibility so finally i'm acknowledging my own um personal um you know i have things to get off my chest as well i have Everybody has mental health issues. They have their own battles, but not everybody knows what kind of battles each person has until they they finally decide to open up. And I've been trying to be really honest on this podcast. And you know, there's some stuff that I just keep to myself, not because I don't want to be silent. I just feel like if I there's some things there's some things that I should never really say on the internet in general. But there's like some things that I just feel like. I should just keep um, put to the side because they haven't happened yet. And I've noticed that when I try to manifest things in real life, that's whenever something happens, it just backfires or somebody gives me the evil eye and it just never works out. 
and it's genuinely scary that when people try to pray in your downfall um sometimes you get like instant bad karmic reactions and you know with my own accountability um i've gotten a lot of heat recently because of my my creative job so i have more than one creative job um i've been trying to I, I wanna I would say I would be technically called a macro influencer at this point. Um, so I'm technically not a big influencer, but I'm still enough of an influencer where I can have a little bit of leverage because I have the podcast, TikTok, and Instagram. But my Instagram is on um, you know, and then the Pinterest. And there's a because of that creative job, there's a lot of um conflict with people that I do work with and it sucks because right now there's um, some problems that got out of hand because of my mental health and I didn't realize that it affected the way I was um, you know like I, I just I wanted to take a break I said I um, a while ago and I thought I felt really guilty about it and um you know I really wanted to put, to bring out the projects because I, I felt bad because I was like you know what they, they really need it because they, they're asking for it but I already put in the work before that and uh, there was just so much pressure and I just felt like I was letting everyone down. And, you know, I love people, but I don't like to be walked all over. I know in the past I was always known as a pushover and somebody that you could get away with things, but I've really changed um, in the last 10 years because of the people I grew um, was surrounded by and they're more firm and direct with the way they divide and and you know just ask for things and because of that I've actually started to learn how to defend myself and actually ask for better and greater things and it's actually taken some time for me to adjust to this but right now I just feel like because of my own personal um conflicts with um mental health and also at home uh mostly because my own family just wants me to get moved out and the stress is really bad you know how they say that gays can't drive? Well, I can't drive. I mean, pro- I probably was. I'm not going to queer bait. I do have some fruitiness with me, but, you know, I don't want to label it right now. Mostly, most people would call me straight, though. But I'm just saying that, you know, my past isn't really clean. And everybody wants to point the finger and try to cancel people for the smallest things. And I haven't really done anything severe except for ask for a break and uh, ask people that I said, you know, I'm going through something that I need a break, but the pressure was really strong. I don't know why everybody has anxiety in that work field because um, that creative market is very secure. And the person that was um, asking for that, um, they had a, a very, very strong track record of, of working on amazing, amazing projects. And so I was kind of surprised that they were uh, demanding um of course, I, I, I try to, like, give people what they want. So um, I thought I could handle the job, and I really couldn't uh, keep up with everybody because um, I've never been this hands-on, if that makes sense. Um, in the past, it's usually someone else who was in charge, and then I would just live my life, and it would just the, everything creative would just naturally come out. But now, since I'm more self-aware, it's harder because I feel like I'm a more hands-on if that makes sense and I'm not used to being in that kind of position where I'm supported and also hated hated at the same time 
Um, but in conjunction, my mental health really does affect me really badly. A therapist online actually said to someone, and it resonated with me very deeply. She said, you used to be a bad, bad boss bitch, and now they got you down and kicked like a dog. In addition, there was subtle, there was like a lot of personal conflict on, there is, there were some, I want a little bit of a, I want to say it's a race war, but I don't want to say a race war, but it feels like one only because um, everybody is against the white people. And it's funny to say that out loud um, now, but I didn't think that that in 2021, the white people would be getting the most hate. And it's funny, but it's also equally sad because I have to deal with a lot of backlash and it it hurts to read these type of comments and it's really hard not to look away because you know some people like Tyler the creator said hey if you're getting bullied just look away from the screen and turn it off and walk away well I can't walk away when I'm reading the comments um when it's on every single video I, I actually read believe it or not this stuff is not going away um and I understand this problem has been happening since like since the beginning of mankind basically but it just hurts because um, you know, in my personal life, I've gotten kicked down and bullied and discriminated against just for being a nerd and also because I was just bullied for random periods of time and then my own personal traumas and stuff. But um, I usually, I just got used to it. But this this is kind of like another kick, kick to my head, if that makes sense. And so in correlation, it's just like in for, for reference with with the racism that's more prevalent. I've had um, trouble separating songs and starting from scratch because everybody, every single nationality and country, they want to be different from the other countries. And everybody's talking about cultural appropriation and cancel culture. And because those go hand in hand, I found it really hard to separate it. And there's, it just feels like like i i'm not even sure anymore uh you know friendships are really hard for me since i have trust issues and i'm just not used to being um in the past the the friends that were really bad and mean to me were actually fake friends and in the past i've had a, a trust issues because uh people just tended to use to me and take advantage of my kindness um, and, and the thing is people want to walk all over me because I ha I'm funny and I have a great, um, outwardly personality, but when I'm not being funny and I ha it's time for me to be serious, um, you know, it's a different story and it's really hard to get that kind of reaction when I'm, I have a different friend group because it's a good thing to have more than one friend group. So I have the people who I'm funny with and then I have... The people who I'm very serious with and when they see me be funny, they're actually shocked because I don't really do that. I try to, I tend to keep those different sides of my personality separate on purpose because, you know, I need to give, have a, I need to have a break sometime. So yeah, um, I just, there's a lot of cancel culture and it's really hurting the writing process. Just like, you know, the casual racist remarks are really, they go into my head. I, you know, I, I, I didn't think I was an overthinker 
And turns out I'm, I'm one of the world's biggest overthinkers. I, I really focus and hyper fixate on a lot of subjects. Uh, it might also be the ADHD I have. Um, you know what? And on Instagram, I actually made an apology video citing my issues. I'm not going to run away from my problems. I know these are seem like a lot of excuses, but these are the, you know, like everyone's the behind the scenes thing that's happening in my life that, you know, with this problem that is brand new, it's like, it's already enough, um, too much on my plate and I just, you know, can't handle it. And I just wanted to politely, you know, explain why this was happening and why, um, I'm just getting a lot of hate, but honestly, I'm not a bad person. And if I am a bad person, I have, I feel like I deserve a right to redeem myself. I feel like we should give people second chances. And cancel culture is just really terrifying. Uh, lastly, I just want to say that it's just really hard for me to receive uh, personal criticism right now. Uh, and on the on the, on the lighter note, I, I received sticky notes and I wrote down some therapy, like um, quotes and mantras that I thought would benefit me the most because I um, tend to forget um, a lot of important key core memories. But that's also because of trauma. And if you have trauma, um, you know, the very severe kind, it kind of forces you to uh, forget um, core memories. And so there's stuff that like for me, it's kind of like PTSD in a way. So some things will trigger me and then it feels like I'm reliving it over and over again, if that makes sense. And so for my memory recall, it is terrifying that I actually forget. And it's almost as if the ghost is eating my memories and the memories have left that I have left are random. And when I hyper fixate on, on issues, it's not on purpose. I swear it's like a... a and like a weird bad effect of ADHD, but also like me forcefully trying to like recall um, new things because there's a lot of things that happen to my life. And even though my, my personality is very scattered, it's, it's actually a lot organized despite being disorganized. And I just want people to know that I do know some things, even though it doesn't seem like that. So Billie Eilish and Lana Del Rey both got heat for dating white guys. And I think that the crowds and the fandoms are being a little bit on the defensive side. Um, mostly because right now we're seeing a lot of POC being taking um, the spotlight in Hollywood. And there's not a lot of white people performing right now. And the people that are performing, they're, they're being peer pressured to, uh, to date into they're be they're, I feel like they're being peer pressured to be in an interracial relationship, like with Shia LaBeouf, um, and you know when Shia LaBeouf was dating somebody, it just felt really forced. Like um, Shia LaBeouf didn't really seem into that relationship. Um, also with Pat, um, the guy from Twilight, he was dating. I think it was S twigs and for some reason i just felt like they weren't receiving that relationship well either um i don't know it just feels like it's we're forcing it our hands right now but 
Uh, for the most part, the music videos and the way that they are creatively writing is inclusive. Lana Del Rey did work with Aesop Rocky. He played, um, he played Kennedy and, and Lana was playing Jackie in that music, um, uh, Money is the Anthem. And Billie Eilish actually did date um, a black man before she dated this guy. Um, and in her new music video, she had a very diverse cast. But why the hate for dating within her own race? Um, the real reason why people are hating on that is not because they're dating within their own race. Um, it's actually because of the their, their partners were really, really flawed. And because they were really flawed, everybody assumed that the singers were flawed and also equally destructive as the person they were dating. Like, for example, Lana DeRay was dating a policeman slash government employee and a lot of people stopped supporting her because um, it was a little bit after BLM. Like, I want to say BLM started like five years ago. And so um, so the hype is still there for the protesting and stuff. But it's not as it was it's not at the it's not the same height, if that makes sense uh, right now. And she got a lot of hate for that. And I felt like she really almost got doxxed. And luckily they broke up, but I'm just saying it was really terrifying that, you know, like, well, the law, I don't understand the cancel culture, you know, Jeffree Star, why does that guy, that guy's career gets to resubmerge every five seconds? It doesn't make any sense. And I mean, somebody recently said that cancel culture is actually being used as a bullying tactic um, to bully people um, because there's some things that that should be like there's some people who should be canceled but and then, and then there's some people who deserve a second chance and i just feel like it's you know like if i dated a killer i'm not automatically a killer um like i you know like i would stand for myself i would be if i like you know what i mean like if chris and rihanna are both abusive chris brown is the abusive one and not rihanna um you know, but it also goes both way with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp when Amber Heard was the abusive one and Johnny Depp was the innocent person. Um, it I feel like not you like everybody when people date people they're not going to be identical they're not going to be um, symbiotic their their flaws are not the other person's flaws to to um, to cover like I'm not going to cover someone else's flaws if I'm dating them I'm going to break up with them so Lana Del Rey did break up with that guy and Billie Eilish should not be dating somebody older than she is Billie Eilish is 19 and the man that she is dating right now is in his 30s um I feel like we need to stop grooming Dua Lipa and Billie Eilish but Dua Lipa is close to my age but she just barely started dating Gigi Hadid's um his father and Gigi Hadid is actually close to my age she's like 25 26 and Bella Hadig is probably like 24 23 right now and Dua Lipa is actually close to my age and um seeing her date Bella Hadid's dad and having to be normalized um I get secondhand embarrassment not only because she's trying to make it seem like she wants to, to be seen as mature and Billie Eilish is also being weirdly just because she's a little bit wise that does not automatically mean she's mature. A lot of kids um, get groomed by older people, and it's really sad. I don't want to see them like that. I don't want to see, um, you know, the Olsen twins. 
if you recall, or some people are too young to know, the Olsen twins were um, just like Kendall Jenner and Carly. They were twins. And Kate and Ashley had their own line, their own brand, their own movies. And one of the Olsen twins dated a man that was triple their age. And they she recently just got remarried like this year. It's somebody who was actually her age. They Older people will drain you. They'll zap you of your fucking youth. They'll use you and because you're easy to manipulate, one, because you're naive, you don't know any better, they will disrespect you, they will gaslight you, they will make you feel like absolutely crap. There's a lot of uh, grooming that has been going on and I just do not think that we should hate Billie Eilish because she's really naive and she's 19. Um so I don't think they're they're gonna that couple is gonna be together forever. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a temporary thing. Um, so if it's temporary, I really hope it's temporary because she's not gonna be with that guy forever. So you guys need to stop the hate train. Cancel culture should be. Uh, we need to get rid of it. Actually, there's some people who don't need to get canceled. You know, I'm actually even considering bringing back Azealia Banks because Azealia Banks had a career that was very similar to Eminem's and Kanye West's. And since feminism is still a thing, I feel like if Kanye West can jump back with his career, then so can Azealia Banks. But Azealia Banks must be banned from social media posting because she's not really well. She's not really well. She has a lot of she 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 needs to bite her tongue, Azealia Banks, when she talks about uh, anything online with posting. She has a tendency to want to fight and start drama with people. Um, so I would, you know, ask her to politely not post anything on social media if she she does get back with her music career. It just makes the most sense to me. I um, mean, hopefully, like, as we get she gets older, she'll, you know, like, some people change and they don't change. Like, Madonna is still wild, but she's, like, she's not, she's less feisty. So maybe she'll get less feisty. So that's what I'm thinking about with Lily Banks. Um, you know, I can respect a person who can put their ego aside and say, I made a mistake. I apologize for the behavior. Um, so I just really hope that with this cancel culture thing that we can move forward and not backwards, that we can actually say, Hey, you know, she was young. She's 19. Dua Lipa is close to my age. She needs to break up with that guy immediately. And people who are going to be in interracial relationships because the cosmos makes couples, you need to make sure that that person actually will be with them long-term instead of short-term because I really would want to see them be happy and not seen as a quote-unquote social experiment. Um, I do listen to everybody and read a lot of comments regarding both sides of every situation, so I just need you to know that I am. I do look at every perspective respectfully and that's why it takes a long time for me to come back with the rebuttal because I have to literally take into reconsideration what's happening I have to take in the situation and it does take some time and it's also another Virgo thing uh so here are some, some celebs that you probably forgot about Hollywood has lost a lot of its um, superstars. You know, superstars are the stars that drew the crowds to wa- make people want to watch movies. We, I feel like twenty in twenty twenty one, there's we have the biggest gap between um, nepotism stars 
and stars who are getting older. So some a lot of the stars that should be the superstars that bring people to crowds to the movies had children and for some reason they feel old. I shouldn't see Seth Rogen um feeling old because he's 30 I think he's 37. People who are Rihanna's age like 34, they're not old and they shouldn't feel old. You like in the early 2000s I used to watch um a lot of older TV shows. The girls from Charmed um, the girl that played Phoebe Holloway, I'm sorry, I forget, I forget her name. Um, she aged like fine wine. In her 30s, she was at her prime. She was the hottest actress I've ever seen. And at 30, she made me want to be 30. She she really made me feel like aging would be a graceful thing. And also Audrey Hepburn made aging seem like it was the happiest thing. I just feel like Hollywood has a lot of ageism. And so I really made a, I made a whole list, guys. Of So I'm going to, it's a really, it's not a long list, but it's a list of actors and celebrities that I feel like we should um, put into consideration for this for the to be the next Hollywood um, superstar um, as in like the person who makes the blockbusters like the Matrix and like you know key, key things um, okay so this is a long list and it's gonna sound like I'm doing a graduation ceremony but it has to be said mostly because the cosmos and the universe they liked there's a lot of writers. I have a lot of multiple jobs and you know, I'm just putting their names out there so that we can start scripting and writing films and adapting. And sometimes, you know, the actors, they get to work with other actors. And then once we have the main idea, we can start building and um, making more solid foundations for kind of storylines that are um, obviously POC inclusive and funny and we won't have any more snowflake comments and we won't have any more people feeling like the roles they got are cheesy and that they're outdated because we have to hire new people who actually know what they're talking about. And I want everything to feel fresh and I don't want people who are in their 30s to feel old because I'm about to be 25 this year. I'm 24 right now and I don't want to feel old and I don't want these people to feel old because they're very young. TikTok is really ruining the the tween industry if that makes sense and it's also ruining the 17 like the kids who are like about under 18 feel like they're in their 20s when the people in their 20s of my age should be the one shaking their ass on tiktok and doing all this cool stuff so i want when i get my shit together i want the people who are in their 20s and 30s to start acting like the people on tiktok and i want those kids to start acting like kids because that's going to be the transition um okay so we got i'm going to read the list sebastian stan Chris Evans, Lauren Lapkus, Cillian Murphy, O.T. Fagvini, Anya Taylor-Joy, Anthony Ramos, Emmy Mackey, Halle Berry, Keanu Reeves, Paul Rudd, Haley Seinfeld, Vanessa Hudgens, Zac Efron, Zendaya, Anya Shalatra, and she's an Indian actress in The Witcher, so I really want to see her do some things. Colby Smulders, um... She's my favorite from my favorite TV show, How I Met Your Mother. I'm just really a person who love her. Ashley Olsen, um, she, believe it or not, she's 34 years old. And I feel like um, her. they have a third sister, the Olsen, and she was in the, um, in WandaVision. So I feel like she could definitely come back. Rihanna's also an actress. Don't forget her. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Michael B. Jordan. Theo James. Um, Theo James is from the Divergent movie film franchise. And he's still young and gorgeous. Taylor Lautner should could return back. Um, Peter Pete Davison is funny. 
Tiffany Haddish is hilarious. Jaden Smith could come back because he's from the Will Smith um, family. And the Will Smith family is actually one of the few nepotism um, Hollywood families that I actually do like. Um, Everybody in that family seems like they all have a unique talent. Um, Anna Ferris, if you guys don't know, Anna Ferris has her own podcast. And she's actually been in a lot of uh, movies. Um, I want to see Ali Wong in more films. Ali Wong is an Asian comedian and she was in Big Mouth. And she also starred in some SNL stuff. She's genuinely super hilarious. She was in a movie with Keanu Reeves like two years ago. And she was like the most funniest person ever. Um, Natasha Nalegro is funny because she's, she's like a bimbo, but she's like, a hot bimbo bimbo like she's like a real she's like a comedian but she's like you know into the fashion and stuff and I feel like because um a lot of young girls are reclaiming the word bimbo now and they're changing the definition of bimbo so the past version of bimbo was somebody who was naive and dumb but pretty the modern version of bimbo bimbo um we're trying to reclaim it as um sexual liberation promoting a healthy lifestyle so you know, demanding rights for everybody, protesting at the same time, we, you know, loving everybody, respecting everybody. But also, that person can also be smart and pretty at the same time. And so that's why we think of Legally Blonde. And um, in conclusion, these actors have potential to be the next um, era of Hollywood's um, new era because there was a golden era and there's a silver era. But this era is really its own era because it's going to be the most diverse era in Hollywood. And I really want to see more of these personalities perform and I want them to do well. And I just want to be, see everyone be happy and feel seen because if there's representation, then people feel connected. And if we get um, a decent staff, you know, just like a general like official Hollywood 